What's up, everybody, and welcome back to For Real, your podcast about documentaries. I'm a special K. I'm Matt. And here we go yet again. Matt, what is up, buddy? How are you? Not too much. For those of you that uh, don't know, me and Special K are just crushing episodes right now because I'm still under quarantine and I can't do anything except hang out with my family. So obviously, I'm going to watch documentaries and do the podcast instead of, you know, interacting with my loved ones. Um, so this will be the third or fourth one we've done while I've been in quarantine. Wife is doing a lot better. She's like semi-normal again. Uh, me and my daughter just went to get COVID tested on Monday because we were, you know, in close proximity to her. So I just need to know if we have it because that way we can start our, start the quarantine part of our sickness earlier but yeah uh you know doing a lot of squirt gun fights a lot of water balloon fights with the kid we have a slip and slide we busted that out i tried it once and dislocated every bone in my body <laughs> and uh after that i just cheered my daughter on as she ran down it because uh yeah it turns out when you're old and fat slip and slides sort of suck ass mm, yeah yeah that's one of those things you got to be young and like pliable yeah because, yeah uh, once your when bones you're, harden, it's yeah. you're, you're done. Well, I think the I think the big issue is that once you break 200 pounds, you're diving onto the ground. So, I mean, yeah, it's slippery, so you slide forward. But however, you're, however you do the physics and the math, you're still throwing 200 pounds at the ground. So, and I'm a bit over 200. I'm not going to say how much I'll leave that to my, uh, I'll leave that to my scale to judge me, but, uh, <laughs> it's over two hundo. Yeah. Yeah. At some point there's like a, a friction coefficient or something. There's some kind of, listen, some nerd can do some kind of math equation and figure it out, but you're right. At some point your mass is greater than, you know, what is displaced by the thinnest sheet of water on that piece of plastic. And yeah. it just, it just becomes like, just hot, hot heat of skin yeah. rubbing Listen, on plastic. <laughs> I slid, I slid and I put on a t-shirt first because I remember when I was a kid hitting those edges and just feeling like it was just cutting slices of skin off my body. So I put on a shirt first. I was like, you're going to catch me twice. <laughs> and uh, I slid to the end, but it hurt. It hurt real bad. Um. All right. Uh, do you have anything for the correction section? Oh, let's not rush into this. I know why you're so excited for the correction section. Oh, How are yeah. you doing today? Anything exciting happening with you? Uh, no, no, just Nothing. living life, going to work. No big news, no big. I mean, just same old, same old, man. God, I hate you so much. You're you're smiling like the cat that ate the canary right now. All right, all right, guys, moving uh, down the section for our last episode. All right. The big one, the one YK has just a, a, an angelic glow around his big, stupid smile right now. Yeah, it's a shit-eating grin. I'll, t- I'll admit that. Right now, I have a yeah. shit-eating grin. All right. So, the big one. Did Jeffrey die shortly after being arrested? Which is what I thought. Or did he die shortly after his prison sentence? Which is what Kay thought. Mm-hmm. And... Since he's smiling and I'm surly, we can only assume that Kay was correct. Yeah, buddy. Jeffrey served 11 years and died shortly thereafter. Which doesn't that suck? You get out of prison, you just croak. Yeah, you do 11 years in a fucking cage, and then you're out for I don't know. I don't know how long he was out for, but yeah, that sucks. I like to I like to imagine that Jeffrey was in a strip club, just hits a line sits down for a, a dance and his heart just pops and he's gone instantly. That's, that's how I think he would have wanted to go. Yeah. I, I, me, me, me too. I mean, I really hope that uh, his, he drew his last breath with his face cradled between betwixt a lovely lady, lady's bosom, you know, like just yeah, cradled in there. Um, God bless his simple little heart. Yeah. So his, his enlarged, simple little heart. <laughs> I actually had an addition to our last podcast as well. Okay. All right. So I did a little 
little digging online about the individual prison sentences. And I ran across something that was not mentioned in the documentary. Uh, Carl's, his wife, spent three years in jail for not reporting him. Whoa. Yeah. Can you imagine Whoa. that shit? Oh, yeah, that was not covered in the documentary. No, they did not mention that in the documentary. And I, I saw it and I was like, holy shit. So she spent three years in prison. We'll see that. That kind of goes back to what I, I think I had said, how you know she said she wanted to turn him in, but she didn't want him to get in trouble. I called bullshit. And obviously there was evidence to substantiate that bullshit. And well, she, I'm, I mean, listen, she be, she's less of like, I'm so happy for her. I'm glad she ended up getting the family she wanted and whatever. She got remarried. But it does make like, if you find out that she was like uh, aware of what happened and spent the money and you know had some kind of part in it on the back end, it does make the fairy tale ending a little less, you know, effective. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I feel bad for her. I mean, however it worked out, I felt bad for the pretty... I felt for bad for her and, and bad for Carl's. Uh, the rest of the crew, you know, take it or leave it. Listen, man, I, I feel bad for Pinky. Poor man had to go on a run for four years. I feel bad for Pinky. I mean, that's I, if you think about it, he was like on a four-year vacation. That's true. Driving around, I'm assuming, hiring prostitutes and doing whatever he felt like doing. Yeah. And uh, enjoying, the, enjoying the southeast corner of our country. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, on to this. Yeah, let's we're, we're let's out of it now. We're out of heist. Now we're on to Wrinkles the Clown, our documentary on Wrinkles the Clown. Listen, guys, I found this documentary when I was half drunk on the couch. And I was so excited to talk to Kay about it. I was like, dude, we have to do this one. I was like a little kid in a candy store. And uh he he agreed. And away we went. I just like a magical carpet ride together. Yeah, but it's not like not like uh, Aladdin and Jasmine where they kissed at the end. There was none of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in quarantine. Yeah, so this this uh, this documentary here it is called Wrinkles the Clown. Uh, it was released in 2019. Uh, you can find it on Hulu. I don't know if it was released there initially. I think it was released like out in the world and then Hulu just picked it up, I believe. Because um, it does have box office numbers. If you want to know how much money this this uh, this movie made, uh, gross worldwide is uh, $14,938. Yikes. So, yeah, yikes. Um, it is 100... I'm sorry, it's one hour and 18 minutes long. And... Uh, the synopsis is in Florida. Parents can hire Wrinkles the Clown to scare their misbehaving children. So, let's just work our way into this one here. Um, this, this isn't uh, shove the pizza in the oven cold. You gotta you gotta preheat the oven to to really get into this bad boy. Yeah. So, I mean, I usually ask this on some of these. I'm gonna have have you had you heard about Wrinkles the Clown prior to watching this documentary? No, no. no. Okay. I hadn't heard anything about all. Listen, so like everybody, during a certain time frame, there was this crazy thing going on with people spotting clowns and clowns, like terrifying clowns, just in random places, mm -hmm. which I found to be hilarious personally. I mean, if I would have seen one, I probably would have hit him with my car. But you know, hearing about it from other people's perspective is hilarious. Mm -hmm. But no, I hadn't heard anything about Wrinkles, who apparently is the the granddaddy of the the crime the the clown epidemic <laughs> in the United yeah. States. Yeah, yeah, that's and that that incident where we had like this rash of clown sightings in this country. Um, it is that is covered in the documentary. I believe they said that was in 2016, as when that kind of the summer fall of 2016 is when they kind of started blowing up. But um, so. I, like you, I had never heard of Wrinkles the Clown before this documentary. It seems like, according to the documentary, he did have somewhat of a following, and we'll talk about that. But I, I had never heard of this 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 thing before with the documentary. So, for the listeners, Wrinkles the Clown is, I'm gonna say he's like a character, or I mean, they they, they say he's like folklore, uh, but essentially, like the synopsis says, is that the story is that there's this man who it lives or is in around Southwest Florida. 
of, of course. And you can hire him to scare your misbehaving children, like the synopsis said. This whole thing started with a YouTube video. And I believe the video is still up on YouTube. It shows in the documentary several times. You don't have to go out and watch it. It's nothing different than I'm sure you'd see on the documentary. But the video is essentially of a little girl. I don't know how old she was. And she's laying on a, like a bed. And this clown like comes out from underneath her bed and like stands up over her and leaves. I think he leaves like a stuffed animal or something on the bed. And then yeah. he like, it's, this is all caught on like a, a nanny cam or like a security camera kind of footage. And then the, the, the clown wrinkles sees the camera and goes and like dis- disengages it. And that's like the end of the video. So you don't know what happens next. That's how this whole thing started. This video got released online and it kind of just went viral, I guess. This was this creepy video that people were sharing with each other on Facebook and shit, whatever. In the documentary, they at the very beginning, I guess the story is that Wrinkles is a 65-year-old retiree who is looking to do something in retirement. And they kind of introduce you to this, this character um, who he, he won't unmask himself. He just he uses like a Wrinkles voice, which is it's kind of like a New York accent, right? Is that how you would yeah, I'd say, it? I mean, I'd say it's a New York accent or like, yeah, New York, New Jersey, something like that somewhere around there. Um, and yeah, this started and then these signs started popping up all over with pictures of him. Like these stickers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stickers, posters, really magnets. Mm-hmm. It's his face, his phone number and like something along the lines of, you know, call to scare children or whatever else mm-hmm. just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of went everywhere. So the story of Wrinkles, it, like I said, it went viral and there are like stories all over the news about it, even like late night shows like Jimmy K- or, uh, was it Jimmy Fallon, I think, and James Corden had like segments about him or jokes about him in their monologues or something. I don't know. So it got kind of like this big thing. Dude, um, when, I, when I saw this video, this is like, by the way, this, this video section is like maybe five minutes into the, the documentary. It's like real real soon mm-hmm. and i wrote only in fucking florida <laughs> that's the only thing i wrote i was like only in florida would this shit start well so let me ask you just on that youtube video we're gonna get into this later because this does come back into play but when you watch that video for the first time because i'd never i'd never even seen that video before this documentary what did what did you think of the video initially like when you watched that video what was your first belief about that video well, I saw the hand come out uh-huh. and I was like, holy shit. And then the clown came out. And I was sitting there going, oh, no, mm-hmm. no. And then I got really concerned. I was like, there's this fucking weird clown guy in this little girl's room. Mm-hmm. Like, is he going to take her? Is he going to hurt her? I was really concerned for the girl. And... uh then when he put the stuffed animal down next to her, walked over and disconnected the camera, mm-hmm. I was like, yep, that is a seriously disturbed individual. Yeah, I mean, the, the video, my initial thought was as creepy as hell. The one thing that I did notice, though, was like the little girl in the video, she definitely sees and acknowledges the clown in the room, but she doesn't react to it. So that was like, to me, a, kind of a red flag at first. Oh, it was it's dark. kind of like. It was dark. Yeah, but still, I think that if anybody, any kind of guy, even if you couldn't see the mask, which, by the way, the mask is creepy. I do encourage, (laughs) I do encourage the listener to at least give it a quick Google to see what we're talking about here, as far as like the 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 outfit, the whole getup. But yeah, but I mean, there's the the kid didn't have any reaction to the clown, which to me was kind of a red flag that maybe it was fake. But it was a uh, listen, it was a creepy video. I see why it would have went viral because it is a strange ass video, no question. So. Like I said, this this thing goes viral and they play some of these voicemails that Wrinkles has gotten over the years where parents call this number that's like like uh, Matt had said on these posters and stickers or whatever. And kids, uh, parents call this number to scare their children. Uh, one thing that stood out to me uh, about these voicemails, aside from just the sound of children hysterically <laughs> crying, was... The way the parents like were talking on the voicemails, like at one point, 
one of the parents says, "Wrinkles, come get these motherfuckers!" Like yeah. the kids are crying in the background, like or like, "Wrinkles, <laughs> can we get these badass kids?" <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I think it's, it's obviously in the presence of the children. Like basically, you're it's like you're yeah. calling Santa Claus and threatening to like, "I'm gonna have Santa put you on the naughty list." It, it's like a, like a negative Santa Claus, Krampus. Santa Claus, you know, the evil version of Santa Claus that puts kids in sacks from their bed. Yeah. And there's another thing I put down is these people are the worst parents. Like, seriously, I, I, I don't even have words for it. It's just awful parenting styles. Therapists in like 10 to 15 years, they're going to oh, they're going to owe wrinkles a fucking stipend. All right. Because there can be so many people with serious issues around this that these therapists are going to owe him some money. Yeah. So, um, in fact, just for example, they interview, they have one, uh, father and I think it's his daughter in Georgia are featured in this documentary. And it sounds like the father calls wrinkles like all the time, like anytime his daughter's like misbehaving, he threatens to call wrinkles and he calls wrinkles and it plays some of the, his voicemails he's left. And like the little girls are crying in the background. And she says like, when they interview in the documentary, she says how she's afraid of wrinkles. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, afraid of wrinkles. She, I'd be she, afraid of wrinkles too. She's afraid of wrinkles coming to her house in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So he, his, what this guy in Georgia, what his thing is, is that he doesn't think that it's child abuse. He, in fact, he says that he thinks this is more effective and more, I guess humane over spanking, which is what I'd presume he probably got for discipline when he was a child, because as he puts it, spanking leaves like a mark. You know, I mean, and where this only fucks you up mentally for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the the traumatic like mental marks that this is making of and thinking your father has a killer clown he can call up <laughs> to come kill you if you cross him. I don't know. I don't know what that kind of mark that leaves. But sign me up for a beating. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they also, you know, because obviously this parent and other parents think that you know he's gonna that this is a good 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 thing to do for your kids. They interview a developmental psychologist who says that very clearly this is <laughs> child abuse. <laughs> like <they> call, <laughs> calling a a deranged like evil clown figure and or threatening to continually. If he says it's a pattern of behavior, it is clearly he calls it psychological maltreatment. Or, yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, listen. Listen, you, you beat your kids. You're gonna you're gonna jack them up in some way, or f- some form or fashion. All right. Uh huh. But if you continuously tell them that this demonic esque figure is gonna come take them, if if they keep being bad, like how how repressed do you want these kids? Like, <laughs> as a parent, I can tell you, kids act out sometimes. There's you know, and it doesn't matter how good of a parent you are they're going to act out and you just gotta, you gotta respond to that. You can't mm-hmm. and don't respond by calling it, you know, basically Satan just, you know, you gotta, you gotta deal with that shit as an adult. Like this is, this is like, this is handing off your parenting to somebody else who's not going to do a good job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is like the, like the devil made me do it kind of argument. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to kill you, but wrinkles might like, yeah. I have to call wrinkles and tell him you're being bad. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to have to wrinkles needs yeah. to know and what wrinkles does. Who knows what wrinkles is going to do, you know, because like, no, please, please don't. It's so just like, up, it's fucking crazy. And wrinkles himself defends his practice. I mean, you know, for him, he he's saying he does it for money, right? It begins documentary here. He's saying that he, for him, it's he, his favorite scares are the ones that pay the most is one of his comments. And then when it comes to like this child abuse angle, you know, his thing is when he was a kid, he got the fucking belts. I think it's his exact words. And yeah. he says that he uses this term that parents are using quote unquote psychological warfare since hitting mm. is illegal. I think if your discipline tactic is considered any type of warfare with your child, <laughs> you might be doing it wrong. Again, I'm not a parent, so I'm talking out of turn here, but maybe I'm out of pocket on this one, but I think if you're referring to using warfare as a disciplinary technique with your children or any child, really, 
you you might be a little heavy handed. What do you think? You're a father. So listen, I'm a father. I'm gonna tell you guys exactly how I parent my kid. All right. It's just like, with, it's just like with cats. All right. Every time she acts out, I squirt her with a water bottle, say, no, no, don't do that. Get off the table. And, uh, that seems to work. Occasionally I throw the water bottle at her. I don't know. Just whatever happens to be at hand, you gotta use it. Uh-huh. I've never used a clown, but, uh, you know, I've, I've only fathered a couple kids, so I don't, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and on, on the flip side of this, you have, you have the kids that are you know, obviously scared to death of him. Yeah. It's just this one kid. And I don't know these kids' names. I'm not going to use their names, uh, mostly because I don't care, but also because when you're a kid, you say dumb things, you're into dumb things. So let's not blow his whole life up over this documentary. But there's an 11-year-old kid from Texas who has like an obsession with wrinkles and with clowns in general. This kid's a um, sociopath. Okay. Yeah, he says he loves <laughs> he loves clowns, that clowns inspire him. He finds clowns on the internet and tries calling them. Um, he wants to make YouTube videos of like being a scary clown when he grows up or something. And one of his comments, which goes to what you just said, is that some people need to be scared. And his example of a person that needs to be scared is sad people. <laughs> so Yeah. Listen, yeah. this kid, listen, 10 years, 10 years from now, He's going to be in the news. You're going to find a whole lot of dead hookers in his basement. That's all I'm saying. This kid, I got some weird vibes off this kid. Some, something ain't right. Something connecting upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. damn. <laughs> there's a couple. We'll, we'll get into a, a second here. But there's, there's a couple of kids that interview on this thing. That's just kind of like, good luck. Um, yeah. Then they, they kind of go into, they, they interview this folklorist, which... Number one, I don't think it's a real profession, but that's his title. And then number two, the guy is a fucking nerd, which is fine, but he is like he, he is well, the exact he's the exact guy you would expect to call himself a folklorist and be interviewed for this documentary. He's an academic at a at a at a college. There's going to be all kinds of weird jobs that aren't necessarily, you know, considered jobs, but he's paid for it. So so he 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 goes into basically about how like. Wrinkles has become like a, a a legend or a matter of folklore amongst this generation, this generation of children. And he goes into like, they, they kind of sh- show different games that kids play. For example, the only one I can remember doing as a kid is Bloody Mary. That's where yep. you look in the mirror and say the name three times, I think. I never suppose, did it. Supposedly you'll summon Bloody Mary. She never showed up for me when I was a kid and did this. So I don't know if I was mispronouncing her name. Um, if it's like a Mary, Mari, Mori thing. Maybe I was saying it wrong. I was just going to um, say, I was just going to bring that up. Damn. <laughs> you beat me to it. Um, what were you saying? Mari, bloody Mari, bloody Mari. So, you know, that's the only one I knew of. There was like a bunch of other ones they were doing. There's... I don't even know what they were, but they they don't they showed like a bunch of them. And I imagine nowadays, like back then, it was like word of mouth, right? It was all like you heard it from an older kid or an older cousin or whatever, yeah. or you heard it at school for some other kid. And nowadays, like with the internet, like kids kids can go on YouTube and probably look up like a thousand different like when they when they did mention, which I remember hearing about, is the Slender Man thing, which yeah, I, that was I still whole- don't know what that is. Um, so there was like these these two girls that really believed in Slenderman, uh-huh. and uh, like basically one of them went crazy and killed like another little girl or mm-hmm. an, or two girls something like that. But like she said, the Slenderman made her do it. Great, like clearly she's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But yep. it was just a figure that she made up that supposedly appeared in like all these historical pictures, like in the background. And, oh, you cool. know, nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do remember hearing about it, but and I've I've heard Slender Man before. I think I've even seen like a like a picture of what the character is supposed to look like or whatever. But I don't know the the, the story, the, the lore behind it. But so that's what this this folklore is basically saying that Wrinkles has kind of become like the, a modern day interactive version of this. Because one thing we should mention is there is a phone number associated with Wrinkles. It is on all his advertisement, like stickers and whatever. And you can call this number, and I, I guess there is a chance that you will get to speak to Wrinkles, uh, or you'll at least get this voicemail. The other side of this is it kind of goes like into 
and I'm not sure why they even interviewed this kid, but they interviewed like this 13 year old child in Texas. And he talks about how he watched the video and then like it scared him enough that he had to like lock his doors and had to put his mattress on the floor. So yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. And, and then essentially just showing like the impact it was having on children. I think that's why they, because like it showed like half the kids would be like, you know, scared shitless of this guy, which mm-hmm. is fair. And the other half would be like, oh, I love him. He's hilarious. He's great. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, that's the half that if you see him on the street, you cross the street and don't make eye contact because clearly not only are they fucking crazy, their parents are probably not the greatest. So chances of them becoming serial killers just shot up exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the kids that if you're a, a, uh, a younger listener, um, and you should be, I mean, hopefully you're over 18 cause we do use foul language. So if you're under 18, you probably should listen to this. You have better things to do with your life. But if you are, if I had that argument with somebody the other day where somebody cursed in front of my 15 year old nephew uh-huh. and he's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, the kid's 15. Do you remember you at 15? I remember like we cursed. Of course we did. But I, so hopefully you're at least 15 or 16. If you're okay. younger than that, get off the podcast. It's not like, it's not like cigarettes. You don't have to be 18 to hear a curse word, you know, okay, or buy, well, you know, for our younger listeners, then the kids that are like dig wrinkles and th- think that he's like some kind of like idol or something to live up to. Those are the kids you need to make friends with because if you're in class with them, you see them start digging around in their backpack. Like <laughs> you're going to want him on your team. Like you want to be on his side. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you that right now. Cause you're about to be in the goddamn news. So <laughs> make, make friends with that kid <laughs> or at least be nice to him. I guess I don't be friendly. <laughs> So they also interview uh, this guy who goes by Funky the Clown, who is like any actual real clown is corny as fuck. But he makes he makes the point that real clown, like obviously they got to interview like a real clown who says like this wrinkles the clown guy isn't doing. He's not a real clown. Every profession, every hobby has like its defenders, yeah. the traditionalists. And as Funky puts it, like real clowning is making people laugh and smile, not scaring them. That's not what real clowns do. Which, which is harder. Um, but then he goes on to make the point that with a clown, when you're clowning, like you're essentially slapping on a mask and you have the power to make people react, which is what terrorism is. <laughs> and he laughs about that, which he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Hey, he did but, his job. I laughed. Yeah, 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 that's true. There you go. That's a good point. And then it kind of goes into the document kind of goes into some of the history of like the killer clown, like it, w- the background of the, no, the bad clown. And I guess there is some kind of like historical context. Can we, can we be real here? Are you, do clowns, do clowns creep you out? Oh yeah, dude. Listen, yeah. I've, I've, I've <laughs> I mean, never liked clowns. Listen, <laughs> scary clowns or not. This has nothing to do with, you know, John Wayne Gacy or anything like that. Uh-huh. Right. Clowns, anybody that is paid, like, that goes around acting super cheerful and laughing and just all kinds of goofy all the time. It just, it's so off putting to me. It's like, you know, nobody's that happy all the time. All right. So they're obviously hiding something and I just imagine it's a freezer full of human remains. (laughs) Even when I was a kid. All right. Like I just, I never liked even the, like the look of a clown, like, like just like the, the, the bright. pale white face that looks like a corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the fact that like they had caked on makeup and they're wearing like goofy ass clothes. Like who would? And now as an adult, I'm like, what and kind they of like bourbon and cigarettes? What yeah. what kind of like adult human like does that voluntarily as a career choice? You know what I mean? Like, and listen, so everybody like likes different things. And I guess if you're happy doing what you do, good for you. For me personally, it's just not what not my cup of tea. I mean, I would never want to clown at, like at a party. I never hire a clown for a party or. Uh, I just, I don't get, no, I don't get the, I guess I don't get the appeal. Yes. I don't, I don't understand the appeal. So, and wrinkles, I mean, they go back to wrinkles and he says they basically, he couldn't get work. Um, he couldn't get hired as a regular clown. So he ended up finding his, the mask we were talking about on eBay and he figured this would be perfect for doing like this scare kind of angle. And he, he describes the the mask as being a mix of Michael Myers and his grandfather, which is if you've seen the mask is a sick fucking burn. Cause yeah. <laughs> his grandfather yeah. must've been tragic looking. 
or or a monster one of the two yeah and so then they interview again one of these kids that are like into wrinkles they they interview this 10 year old girl from i don't know where some southern state um in fact i was gonna say i'm just gonna say this right now all these kids are all from the south uh, it seems like wrinkles was like a regionally popular thing because it seems like anything north of the Mason Dixie line, like nobody had heard of wrinkles before. It was everybody like south of that was like aware of who wrinkles was. Like all like the the voicemails are all like southern parents, and these are all southern kids being interviewed. I, yeah. I don't know if it was like a a budgetary thing for the documentary. Take care of these badass kids, <laughs> yeah. man. You better come get these motherfuckers. You better come get these motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> the kid's like no. So I mean, it's, yeah. so anyway, so they, they introduced like this, this 10 year old girl who, who describes herself as a comedian, which I thought was hilarious. Number one, that a 10 year old would like identify themselves as a comedian is funny to me. And then number two, uh, she might be funnier than some, at least as good as some comedians. I can think uh, of a few top of my head right now that I don't find funny at all that I think she'd probably be funnier than. Yeah. I thought she was. I thought she was funny. And, and I, when I saw that, I thought it was a very a, kind of an interesting thing. I, uh, my daughter, she, she does gym. She's hilarious too. She does artwork and gymnastics, but if you asked her to describe herself, she'd say she's a gymnast and that's, really? yeah, that's just, she's like, Oh, I'm a gymnast. And, huh. and she's, yeah, she does back bends and cartwheels, all kinds of gymnastic stuff. And it's amazing. But it's weird. It's weird to me. I guess oh, maybe it's like a generational thing now. Like when we were kids, if I played baseball, I didn't say I'm a baseball player. I said, I play baseball, but I'm on a baseball league. I didn't think I was I a also, baseball player. I also remember when I was a kid, people, you know, well, what do you, you know, what's going on with you? What do you like? And I'm like, Oh, I'm a farmer. Cause I grew up on a farm. I didn't know anything else, but like, I think nowadays it's more of a kids identify themselves by their hobbies. Well, I think they just identify themselves in, in this climate kind of, sort of pick up on things faster and figure out what they're all about a lot faster than we ever did. Might got a point there. Um, then they go back talking to wrinkles here and he kind of talks about how, you know, he lives in Florida, obviously. And he describes it as being a giant fucking swamp with a bunch of houses in it, which it's that's accurate. Not and then he talks about like, what, like what's, what else is he supposed to do? They have like this, they show him in a strip club um, he says he doesn't get to go to the strip club as much as he'd like to, which I'm um, story story of my life. And then, life really. I know, right? And then <laughs> he, makes this, <laughs> he makes this comment uh, about like you know he goes to the strip clubs and like was it like because he's not gonna meet somebody out in the world like in a relationship because he says if I find a girl what am I gonna do have her come back to the van which I mean yeah, he you lives in a van guys yeah it should so at this point documentary you're introduced to him not only his identity but that he's a 65 year old retiree who lives in a van in florida southwest florida, southwest florida i i like to imagine he went into the club wearing wearing the wrinkles mask right <laughs> he's just sitting in the front row just slowly placing dollars on the thing he like came out <laughs> he like slides a dollar bill like yeah. through the little mouth hole it doesn't let the stick there yeah <laughs> then it, it kind of it, they go back to this that 13 year old in Texas. He tells the same damn story about this box spring thing again, about how he has to learn to like cope after being scared about like this wrinkles thing. He, I mean, he talks about this shit like he's a fucking Vietnam vet. I don't know if you yeah. noticed there or not, but the kid's like traumatized, but then he's not so traumatized. Like he makes YouTube videos with some other kid about a clown character they've made up who eats cats or something. And the guy has yeah. like, this kid talks about like how he loves, making YouTube videos and uploading them because it gives him self-accomplishment and he likes to be creative. And that's, that's one thing I guess we're, we're going to get into, but like, I mean, again, I don't have children, so I don't know what kids are up to these days, but I do know that like YouTube and social media is like huge with like co content creators where that are children. Right. I mean, like you have, I know like there are, there's a whole genre of, YouTube videos that are just children opening toys, right? And these kids make a ton of money. Now, it's not just like them independently. They're obviously working with their parents or yeah, working for their parents, <laughs> more likely. But, I mean, it's a, it's a huge job. I mean, does your daughter watch YouTube videos and shit? Well, she watches 
like she doesn't really watch normal television shows and movies anymore. She she likes YouTube. She watches these like like you said creators. They're usually kids uh, because we have a sort of a filter set up so that she can't like I don't want to walk into the room and come back out and she's watching something like horrifying on YouTube. Like a fucking jihadi beheading video or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to walk out and see see somebody decapitating somebody else with a with a dull knife. Yeah, it's, I mean, it seems like that's kind of like I remember this is several years ago now, but I remember there was like a poll, like there was like a, like a, like a research study done or something, and it was like kids that were born after I should look this up. Talking on my ass, right? Certain like people that were born after 1998 or something, like you know, something. So the kids are still young. They asked them what percentage of them thought they'd be famous someday, and like over. I, I want to say over 75% of them thought that they realistically someday would be famous. And I think that's just obviously with our generation, I don't think close to that thought they'd ever be famous. Right. right. Or even aspired to be, I mean, obviously you have the kids who want to be actors, actresses and singers, whatever, but I, I don't think most people aspire to fame. But yeah, this generation I, I, I seems to aspire to that. Yeah. But I mean, like, did you ever think like, oh, I want to grow up and be famous? No. Honestly, I was such an awkward kid and I'm, you know, not much better as an adult that the idea of fame to me sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have people, random people come up and talking to you. I don't even like strangers touching me. So like, especially people coming up and like running up to me like, oh my God, you're so-and-so. That sounds horrifying and invasive to me. I, mm-hmm. I, the whole idea is, sounds gross. Yeah. But it just, it seems like more and more like Kids are, they're just, they're, they got YouTube channels. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm sure there are like children that have podcasts. I don't know if they're out there. I'm sure there are. There's got to be a couple of 12 year olds with a podcast that's probably far more successful than this one. But I, I mean, I just, that's what it is today is that kids aspire to be influencers and content creators. And some, I mean, listen, some of them are making great money. I mean, yeah, some are making more money than you or me will ever make. I mean, so yeah, I mean, some of these people, people, some of these influencers and TikTok people, whatever, they are. I mean, Instagram models, whatever, they are making stupid money, which again, good for them. I'm not gonna hate anybody's oh. grind. Good for them, but it is kind of crazy to think that that becomes like a career aspiration for for kids. But anyway, I'll get off my soapbox because the other thing Wrinkles mentions, uh, the documentary points out, is that he gets voice. Kids constantly call and text his his phone number. Okay. That's listed. And some of it's like, cause I love you wrinkles and like the nice fan stuff or people, kids just doing it for a scare to freak each other out. But then he does like play some of these voicemails he's gotten from kids and they are crazy. They are crazy violent. Uh, for example, one was a, a voicemail from a child, from a kid. I don't know how old the kid was, but the kids says wrinkles. I will rape you. Another one says, Wrinkles, I will cut your dick off and make you eat it. I mean, these are like children who, again, are probably with their friends trying to like impress each other. But it is crazy to hear like somebody who is definitely 12 or younger, like leave a voicemail to an adult. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. My, my, my personal favorite was a little Southern kid. It's like, Wrinkles, I'm going to toss your ass in the pond with alligators. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I... And I don't know. I guess when I was a kid, like we'd prank call, we do prank calls, but it was always like calling and hanging up and shit. I, I can't, I can't imagine when I was 10 years old calling a phone number and being like, whoever answers, I'm going to tell them I'm going to cut their dick off and make them eat it. I can't, I can't imagine doing that at 10 years old. Could you? I'm 30. Um, I can't imagine doing it at my age. All right. I can't like, I can't imagine somebody angering me so much. I'm like, I'm gonna cut your dick off and make you eat it over the phone. <laughs> that's some crazy, like that's some crazy shit. All right. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're if you're five or a hundred. That's some crazy shit to say to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that part was wild. I I think it, again it goes to show like just how like how advanced this this generation is and how just more mature they're becoming. And I'm sure every generation feels like I'm sure. You know, our parents' generation felt that way about our generation and so on and so forth. Every generation seems like the next generation is getting, you know, too ahead of themselves. I'm sure that's just common. But I think with social media and the internet, I think it's just like, it's definitely, I think it's definitely accelerating things. I'll say that. Um, well, I, I'd also like to say that every generation complains about the ones that come after it. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
It used to be dancing for God's sakes. This is the documentary. This is where they throw you a fucking curveball, okay? Because they 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 introduce you to a guy named D. B. Lambert, who at, at first you think, okay, they just identified who Wrinkles is. Yeah, but spoiler alert. This entire time up to this point, in the documentary DB Lambert is an actor who's playing Wrinkles. That is, he is not the real Wrinkles. So then they introduced the real Wrinkles, who is like doing the whole like identity hide thing, where he's like all blacked out. He's got the voice box, voice changer thing. Yeah, it talks, this is Wrinkles, and I don't think this is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so all the stuff I don't, I don't know all the stuff before this is like the bullshit story that this guy wants you to believe about wrinkles because this guy refers to wrinkles as he he keeps referring to it as a project from here on out that wrinkles is a project of his and essentially he made up the entire story the whole story about there being a 65 year old retiree who lives in florida and gets paid to scare kids was all made up it's all bullshit you know he he, 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 he staged that first video. He made that up. He does live in Naples, Florida, but he, he set up a series of fake videos and fake like witness accounts and of, of, of this character he created, put them online. And they just, they went viral. Cause it looked like it looked real. Yeah. It looked real. Like multiple people were observing this character out in the world. And then just like the news picked it up because it was going viral online and they just ran with it and it blew it up to this huge thing where, like I said before, like literally Jimmy Fallon and James Corden were talking about him on like late night television and his phone like blows up. Like people, people were calling him and probably still to this day, call him like crazy um, thinking that the story is real, that he's really a guy you can hire to scare your kids. And it's all bullshit. It's all, I don't know if it's some kind of like, social media experiment this guy was trying to do, but the whole thing is nonsense. Yeah. Um, you know, when they ask him about how he feels about, you know, cause some parents do like use his voicemail, like use that number as a tool in disciplining their kids. You know, he points out, he's like, he, he thinks it's wrong. He doesn't think it's good parenting. It's probably not a healthy thing to do to your kids to scare them by threatening to call wrinkles. But he also points out that it's really no worse than other things we do to kids to scare them into behavior, behavior modification. You know, like, I think he points out like, what's, is this any worse than threatening a kid to go to hell if you misbehave? Yeah. Right. I mean, and that, yeah. he's got a point there. He does have a point there. I mean, that's to say that again, if you do misbehave, you will go to hell, but I mean, wrinkles is going to get you, but you are going to go to hell. I think, I think, I, I think that's a, it's almost like a, what do they call that? Uh, Double jeopardy. All right. If a bad thing comes to get you in real life, they can't send you to hell afterwards. They already got you once. It's not, you can, they can't do it to you twice. <laughs> so like I said, in 2016, that's when all of a sudden, like this, this thing got kind of out of control and there was all these like clown sightings all over uh, the place, mostly again, concentrated in the South, but there were other places. It actually shows like, there's some kind of news thing where they're talking about these creepy clown sightings. They show like this U.S. map and like clown faces <laughs> over all different places that, that these clowns have been sighted in. And it seems like for some reason in Greenville, South Carolina, um, which I'm just going to say everybody they interviewed, again, I don't want to disparage our certain listeners, but every fucking person that was featured from Greenville, South Carolina in this documentary seemed like an absolute fucking moron. I'm, I'm sorry, but they just, they seem so fucking dumb. They just really seem so dumb to me. Sorry, South Carolina. And I'm sure it's a beautiful state, but everybody, this, everybody in this documentary from South Carolina was seem like a fucking idiot. And what, what is clear, because essentially people were calling saying they, that they see this clown in the woods and the clowns trying to, you know, lure children and, and, and trying to scoop them up in vans or whatever. And you got to think that half of these were kids bullshitting and making shit up. Half of them were people just copycats fucking around. Right, um, and maybe one percent of them was actually uh yeah, some weirdo trying to like seize the moment. Kids. Yeah, take advantage. Right, right, right. but <laughs> and then you know it's kind of like comes to culmination. They give this example at the at, at Penn State. I guess at some point there was a clown sighting on campus or near campus. And oh man, that place went nuts. Yeah, they said uh, like over five hundred students took to the streets 
and they're just running around campus in and around campus trying to find these clowns and they're screaming like fuck that clown and stuff which again i think it's just something fun to do on the weekend but yeah i just you know so so that's, that's it kind of it kind of blew up and you know wrinkles you know, wrinkles didn't like that. He does obviously the, the, the guy, he does, that's not what he wanted this to be. He doesn't want it to be some crazy thing, but it kind of leaves you as like, well, what, I mean, it's just, it's, it's like a social experiment. I don't, I don't know how to describe, like, it's not real. It's a made up story. And it kind of got out of control back like in 2016. Do you, do you think this guy, like when he started this, do you think he ex- expected it to blow up the way it did? I know he says he doesn't, but like, do you think like part of him hoped it would? Yeah. I don't know why you would do it unless you kind of hope it gets big. Right. I mean, I'm, I like to think that he, he wouldn't think there'd be so much negative connotation attached to it. Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, you got to assume that he was hoping that it would get attention. You know, I'm sure he was like a film student or something like that. Just trying to get attention. And then this whole nationwide <laughs> plague of clowns started popping up and people were losing their minds. I'm sure he was like, Oh shit. I can expect a visit from the FBI. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if he ever like monetized this, if he ever cashed out with this, um, you know, he, he has a YouTube channel, I guess. I don't know what kind of numbers it does or what kind I'm of sure views he gets. Bad. Yeah, I'm sure it's not bad. So I, I'd assume he's, he's probably made some money on this thing he's done. I, I, I think at some point you would, maybe not so much now, but I'm sure at some point he did or he would have parlayed this into something else. Like, cause obviously he, he demonstrated that he can create a false narrative and he can make yeah. it go viral. Right. So that made me wonder, like, is this like, is he the guy behind QAnon? Like, you think he's on that <laughs> shit? Like, is he behind alien conspiracies? Like what other, what hey, other internet things has he real. done? You know what was I mean? he behind the Trump administration? Exactly. Like the whole Russia thing, like the collusion shit. Was that like his whole story? Like how, how far how, this guy seems to be like a whiz when it comes to, yeah, you know, guerrilla, I mean, guerrilla marketing and, and all this shit. So he needs to be hired for camp for campaigns because and maybe and listen, he probably works for fucking Nike or something now. And he's he's getting us to buy things subconsciously. We don't even realize we're doing it, you know. And that's why I'm drinking this kind of seltzer water because he, you know, subliminally just you know made me buy this shit somehow. I don't know. He seems like a marketing I genius. I must have missed that commercial because I don't drink that shit. Yeah, it's it's delicious. But anyway, so before we get before we get to the the big thing here let me just ask you generally speaking what did you think of this documentary um i thought it was good when they explained that he wasn't real i was really disappointed i mean i thought like the whole time when they were doing i'm like this guy's really fucked up Mm -hmm. and like it's sort of funny but like it's kind of a dark humor Mm -hmm. like it's really sad that all these parents are calling him that's that's jacked up but like the whole thing is was sort of funny and then when it came out that he just made the whole thing up i was like uh sort of i sort of just lost interest he just sort of sort of fucking fucked the whole thing for me mm-hmm. yeah i i agree um the first like the first half or better half of this documentary you know they introduced this guy as like the 65 year old retiree character and you think like oh he's this gruff you know old guy and you know it, it, like you said it, it's funny it's like you know it's bad but it's funny I, th- I thought it was kind of hilarious, but yeah, once you find out that the whole thing's bullshit, I mean, it's interesting that how he, it was all bullshit, but it, t- it takes a lot away from it. Yeah. Um, but what, I mean, what it did show to me was like, obviously number one, like they're <laughs> sad as it is like, this would probably be a financially viable business for somebody to do. Like there's a demand for this for some reason, yeah. of parents who would pay you to scare their kids into you know, be, you know, listening or whatever. But, uh, again, I don't, I better than my job. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think you should do it, but obviously somebody couldn't make money doing it. Um, I don't know if he, cause I don't know if he made money doing it, but you know, on the back end of this thing, but overall, I thought it was, it was an already documentary. I, I understand why, again, why I did the twist of they, cause they wanted to lay the foundation of like, look, this is what this character is. And then they pulled the rug out from underneath you. It's kind of neat, kind of cool. I thought I was all right. I thought it was okay. It was um, just okay. It was just okay. Uh, beer, beer wise, I'd say it'd take me probably five to watch it again. Yeah, I agree. I think five is a good number for this. Yeah, I'd, 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 I need to do five. I want to. I'll do. I'll do five beers, and I want to drink them with 
the 65 year old retiree yeah, character wanna, who is yeah i want to i want to drink with the, the character not the actual guy right right because he was he was he was kind of funny but uh yeah i'd say five beers i think that's a fair number but uh but so let's uh again this isn't like we don't have anything set up here we're just gonna cold call this number go Kay looks horrified right now. You should have left him a voicemail. You should have left him a fucking voicemail. Uh, anyway. tell, tell him I'm coming by to cut his dick off. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so there you go. So it's a live number. I don't have to answer. But uh, for those curious, I'll just throw the number out there. Wait, wait, wait. It's 407-734-0254. That's the number we just called. That's what we got. Um, if you want to terrorize your children, that's the number to use, guys. I, I guess. If you want to terrorize your children and then end up not, paying for the therapist and then not have anybody take care of you in your older older years uh yeah. call that call that number if you um, want to risk getting put in a shitty retirement home that's the number <laughs> you so but anyways that's that is wrinkles the clown available on hulu as always make sure you guys subscribe rate and review i think uh we got some got a guest coming up here uh on the next recording or so so look out for be on the lookout for that and yeah, just keep keep spreading the good word. Keep sharing this around. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at For Real Pod, and email is cancel the podcast, cancel the podcast at gmail.com for any suggestions, comments, complaints. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Yep, yep. So uh, I'm Special K. I'm Matt. We'll see you guys next time.